Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Monday morning. And the uh, sun is out and shining bright. So I hope everybody is ready for their day and uh, ready to hit the day running. I know that Mondays are not fun and they usually are a pain in the derriere, but it is what it is. So uh, just uh, suck it up, buttercup. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and let's just hit it hard. I uh, uh, trust me, I, I have um, worked a lot of factory jobs, and uh, uh, I've worked a lot of telemarketing centers. Yes, I've had a lot of jobs in my life, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I know what it's like to sit in the parking lot and stare uh, at the entrance and try to determine, do I really need this job? <laughs> and, and absolutely hate and despise the very thoughts of, uh, of going in there. And uh, so I know, uh, trust me, I know what it's like. And particularly Mondays, after you've had a couple of days off, uh, it's really hard to uh, get motivated, to get up. You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to look at anybody. And you just want to growl at anybody that comes your way. And then <clears throat> if you have to deal with the public in any way, shape, form, or fashion, uh that is always a thrill, particularly on Mondays, and uh, usually have the uh, uh, man or woman or both to come in and start giving you down the road over something you have no control over. I remember working at uh, CenturyLink, and uh, people call up uh, about their, their billing, and I had one woman, uh, she was going off on me. She said, I hope your mother dies, and just, I mean, it's some horrible stuff people will say to you, and it's just... You know, there a lot of people are brave behind a computer or a phone, and there's times when you wish you'd get your hands on them. <laughs> Nothing you can do, you know. So uh, uh, just going to have to just try to make the best out of your day that you can. Give it to the Lord. And, uh, you know, uh, just don't let don't let others, their attitudes dictate what your day is going to be like. If you wake up and your spouse is in a bad mood, don't let that affect the rest of your day. Your boss is a jerk. Don't let that affect the rest of your day. You you have, you have determine uh, where you want to be, where your attitude should be for that day. And just let you know, give it to the Lord. Let, it, let stuff just roll off your back like water on a duck and just keep moving forward. That's all you can do. I mean, if you sit and ponder and dwell on the negative, it ain't going to change anything, so might as well just let it go and move on. So, but a uh, little, little uh, Monday uh, encouragement there. Hopefully that'll help you. You know, my friends, uh, we need to definitely uh, be praying for our um, uh, police officers right now. I mean, obviously. And, uh, you know, you got to remember these men and women, many of them have families themselves. And when they walk out that door, uh, I can imagine. Uh, the fear and the unrest until that individual comes back home. Uh, these um, these morons wanting to de to defund uh, the police. I mean, I think at Chop or Chaz, whatever that mess is in Seattle, has been complete ir ir proof that police are needed, and uh, or otherwise it's just anarchy, obviously. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, cops don't even know how to even do their job anymore because everything they do, they're scrutinized over, they're raked over the coals. You know, uh, if you have to grab somebody, it's, uh, try to run from you and arrest them, then you're the bad guy. If somebody tries to attack you and you try to fight them off, you're the bad guy. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's insanity. Uh, here are two cops were gunned down, uh, and, uh, 
they got a call, domestic violence call, and uh, the guy opened the door and blew him away. And uh, uh, very sad situation. And these these idiots who want to defund police want to send social workers into these situations who have no training, no uh, no self defense. They have no no weaponry, and and they think they're going to be saved. They'll blow them away. And then you got the lunatic AOC. Uh, I don't know how in the world this woman got reelected. I, I it, it has to either they they either her constituents are the biggest bunch of idiots are dumber than she is, or they, uh, they it was rigged. I mean, it, there's no other two ways about it. I, there's just no way. How in the world she is a biggest airhead, brain dead idiot I've ever seen, and talking about. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about uh, uh, stealing bread or some bull. I, Forty-eight shootings uh, going on, you know, in New York alone. I think over the weekend. I, I mean, it's just—it's unbelievable. Uh, don't hold me to that statistic. I, I can't remember. I'd heard that there's forty-eight shootings, but uh, I don't know the exact time frame. But anyway, um, the uh, the fact of the matter is, we need to have police officers. We need them there to keep us uh, uh, to keep uh, uh, the laws uh, in check. Uh, and if a force is applied, then you only have your yourself to blame. And look at 99.9% of the time when they've had to apply force or had to do something, some idiot was pointing a gun at them, some idiot wasn't complying, or they were running from the cops. You know, just do what you're told to comply, and guess what? Your dad go a whole lot better. Like these morons, I hate it when you see these videos. They're pulling them over for a simple traffic stop. Some monkey pulls his window down about that far. Well, according to statute law, blah, 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 blah. The cop's like, man, just give me your license, registration. Let's get this over with. I mean, you can tell that's all he wants to do. And they go, no. And they had to make a big ordeal out of it to try to prove a point. And, uh, you know, not to, you know, the cop probably would just let him off with a warning, you know, but he has to make a big ordeal about or she, and they about to bust the window and get the idiot out. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And the fact that uh, we don't have more police officers leaving uh, is is really uh, surprising. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I do see uh, saw where the um, uh, the retirement rate is, is a lot higher right now, and who can blame them? You know. So let's pray, pray hard, my friends, uh, over our police officers, and uh, uh, they. I know they need it right now, and they would appreciate uh, those prayers. So, all right, my friends, let us do the pledge of allegiance and. Uh, I just realized that on the uh, <laughs> on, uh, on the website, I accidentally left the uh, picture of the flag up. So those on the website, I apologize <laughs> and uh, just now saw that, but I will bring that flag back over. I am so sorry. And uh, let's go ahead and stand. I do take off my hat. I do stand and I do place my hand over my heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I do love our country and I do love our flag, my friends. And I, like I said last night, I ain't blowing smoke. You know, I'm not, the, I'm not, a, not a big, bad, tough guy by no stretch of imagination. It's bad when your wife can pick you up and throw you down on the bed. But uh, I... Didn't mean that in a in a sexual way. I mean wrestling. Anyway, I ain't gonna go any further. I'll just dig myself deeper. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, so 
if she could do that, you know, I ain't by a stretch, uh, no, no kind of tough guy, but, uh, but I'm telling you, if I catch anybody standing on our flag or burning the flag, I will, I'm just telling you, I don't want to go off. And, uh, uh, you may say, well, that, that's not a, a, a preacherly kind of attitude. Well, it may not be, uh, an attitude a preacher should have maybe, I don't know, but, uh, I think that the Lord, would want us to stand for what is right, uh, stand for the side of justice. They may have the freedom to do it, but it doesn't give them the right to do it. And when I see that flag, I see those who have fought and died for this country. I've seen those, uh, you know, I think about those who uh, have given and sacrificed so much, those who are missing uh, legs and arms, uh, walking around today, burnt beyond recognition, in order to, pr to protect what that flag stands for. And uh, so that's why, you know, when I see that, uh, I'll go into a fit of rage. And, uh, and I'll just have to, if I get arrested, I'll just have to uh, start a prison ministry. That's just all, there's no two ways about it, because I will fight uh, for that flag. So, all right, let's go ahead and let's look into our Bibles this morning. Uh, uh, the, we're going to look at John chapter 8, and we're going to read verses 7 through 11. 7, 7 come 11. All right, so let me uh, get this up here so those on the website and on social media can read along. So when they continued asking him, he lifted him, he lifted, what's the matter of me today? He lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and which he in which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Hold on here. I'm sorry. I got to get back over here to the website here. All right. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. And as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, <clears throat> when we read this passage here, uh, that um, we're talking about the woman uh, caught in adultery here, we need to understand the context uh, and what, what this uh, was really behind what was going on here. You know, whenever we talk against something that is immoral, something that is wrong, particularly that of a, a sexual sin. Uh, the first thing people want to do, well, he that is with sin cast the first stone. In order, in order words, they're trying to shut you down because we are not perfect, obviously. Well, one, one thing we need to understand in the context of what is being done here. Remember, Jesus was teaching in the temple. And um, he, uh, the Pharisees come and they were trying to trap him. Uh, they were wanting to see uh, what he would do uh, in this situation. Uh, was he going to go along with the law of Moses? Uh, would he remain silent? Therefore, he wouldn't. Uh, he would show uh, ignorance. Uh, wouldn't be able to have wisdom in this situation. Uh, would he try to override uh, what the law has said? Uh, there are seven. There are several ways. What they were trying to do was to trap him uh, in order to discredit him as the Messiah. 
But it didn't work because Jesus bent down. See, this woman, she had been uh, unfaithful, and he started writing uh, in the sand. Some uh, have wondered what it was that he was writing. Uh, one theory is that he was writing down the names of the individuals who had been having sexual relations with the woman. And that's why you saw the oldest leaving first to the youngest, because the oldest realized, uh, I don't want to stick around and argue this. I want to head on out of here. And so the younger ones are kind of are dumber than those with a little wisdom on them. <laughs> and uh, they stuck around a little longer until they realized what was going on. And uh, when they saw the older ones leaving, they took off too. And uh, the fact is that Jesus gave forgiveness to this woman, proving that uh, he uh, was the Messiah. He was allowed to uh, uh, offer forgiveness for what she was doing, and he told her to go and sin no more. But here's the thing. Uh, you know, some people may say uh, uh, morality cannot be legislated. Well, you know, I beg to differ. You know, I've went over this once before in regards to um, morality and how it can be legislated for the simple fact that we have the moral law that most people understand that, uh, you know, what is right and what is wrong, uh, what is, you know, we know not to steal, we know not to kill, we know that adultery is wrong, we know that uh, being a pedophile is an evil, disgusting thing to do. Uh, you know, we, we have that, that general morality uh, around the world. Well, where does that moral uh, morality come from? It comes from God. And so that's why we put these laws in place that these things are wrong. And when you allowed uh, sexual immoral behaviors, particularly uh, sexual lifestyle choices, uh, become prevalent or become law, then uh, that has a direct effect on the community because whatever is lawful, therefore, is moral and may be uh, even practiced among our children. That's why we need to discourage sinful acts such as homosexuality, pedophilia, uh, you know, transgender, those kind of things we know are wrong and contrary to how God created us as man and woman, as we see in Genesis 1, uh, 27, that God created us as man and woman. And uh, so, and that's why God's word tells us when a man uh, marries, takes up and marries a woman, that he needs to uh, leave his mother and father and, and make his own home. And even Jesus alludes, because people try to say, well, Jesus didn't say anything about that. Well, Jesus alludes back to uh, Genesis in regards to marriage, that it is between a man and a woman. Now, uh, along with uh, people trying to throw that out to, to silence those who would speak against uh, immoral behavior. They want to say, well, he does without sin, cast the first stone, try to shut you down. Are the very ones who will also say, well, you're not supposed to judge. You ain't supposed to judge. You, you, you know, and that's another uh, rallying, rallying cry uh, for those that uh, are unbelievers uh, who have no understanding of the word of God to try to again shut you down. When we look at uh, judging, all right, we remember that those of us who are Christians will, once we're in heaven, we will judge the very angels. You, was you aware of that? Because people will say, well, nobody's supposed to judge but God. But are you aware that Christians will actually judge the angels? So we need to make, keep that uh, and uh, that understanding. If we were not able to judge, well, then, then prison cells would be empty. We would know the difference between right and wrong. Everybody makes a judgment call in one way, shape, form, or fashion. In the Bible, it's in John, oh, goodness. Um, anyway, we're in, it's in the Gospel of John, but my mind's went blank as the exact verse. Uh, but we are actually encouraged to judge. But we have to judge by the same way we ourselves will be judged 
and uh, and we have to do it with, um, with in, a, in accordance to the Bible and uh, and what it says is how we judge and we but we do it lovingly and kindly towards those others but specifically those verses are talking in regards to we don't judge in regards to someone if they are saved or not if someone says they are saved we take that at face value and we have to believe it we can't make that judgment say well they're not saved well that's between them and God that's the only part only time we are not to judge if someone says they're a Christian then we take that uh, for uh, face value and, and say that they are because the reason why I bring this up particularly uh, in our reading here in John 8 and uh, I wish I could remember that verse I want to say hold on a second here um, well, that ain't it. I don't know. Darn it, I hate that when I can't remember something. Um, but um, I know it was in the Gospel of John, but my eyes went blank. But anyway, uh, is the fact that you know we're seeing uh, such an anti-Christian movement sweeping through this nation. We're seeing, you know, it, it blows my mind uh, just on Facebook. We see uh, regards to civil rights. And, and I understand, you know, uh, if someone is of color, you can't help that you're born whether you're light skin, dark skin, I mean, it doesn't matter. God looks on the heart, you know. You can't help what color you're born. All men are created equal. You should have those equal rights. But when you start throwing in, I saw someone right in there talking in regards to homosexuality. I'm thinking, well, you have a choice. You know, you can uh, have sex or not have sex. You know, and in fact, I've never seen anybody die from a lack of sex. You know, you make that choice. And uh, if, if uh, you're born gay, then... By its very definition, how was that gene passed on? If you are born gay, why can so many go from homosexual to bisexual to heterosexual or back again? You know, so you know the, what your sexual preference is should not be. You shouldn't have special rights in regards to your sexuality. What does that got to do with anything? You know, so and the fact that it's being pushed uh, now, they want to teach uh, LGBTQ history. Uh, to children, more indoctrination, more propaganda. They want to push this uh, narrative in uh, cartoons now. You can't watch a television show without being pushed in your face. You, I'm so sick of that disgusting commercial that comes on, shows these uh, homosexuals hugging on each other, and it just oh, it makes me want to vomit. I'll just be honest, it just sickens me. That guy in drag, and it, it just actually makes me want to puke. Uh, Missy Tully says John seven twenty. Well, that's what I looked at. Oh, I was looking at eight twenty four. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Thank you so much. I saw, I thought I was looking at seven twenty four. I promise you, but uh, I was like, well, that ain't right. And, but I realized I was a chapter eight instead. So. <laughs> That's where I messed up. So I, because I kept thinking 724 and I looked, I thought, well, that ain't right. What's wrong with me? Thank you, Missy. I appreciate that very much. I, I'm a cotton headed ninny muggins this morning. So <laughs> wasn't looking at, had, I did have it right in my head, but I was looking in the wrong place. But, um, so my friends, you know, I'm not saying going out there, you know, these people need help. You know, whether, I don't care if it's heterosexual, sexual sin, uh, whether it's pornography, adultery, uh, or whatever it is, whether it's homosexuality, the only thing that's going to bring healing is Jesus Christ. Uh, the only thing that's going to bring understanding and, and um, is, is God. But if you're going out there and if you're, you're showing a hate-filled heart, if you're smacking somebody up against their, uh, uh, the head with the family Bible, that's not going to change anything. You know, I have relatives who are uh, deal with uh, homosexuality. 
uh, I don't go in there, uh, point my finger, wagging my finger in their face and screaming at them, telling them they're going to hell. You know, I, I'm friendly to them. I show love to them. And uh, they know where I'm at, particularly as a pastor. Uh, I've had uh, uh, them ask me questions, and I try to explain as lovingly, as kindly as I can. They may not agree with it, but you know, if it, if the uh, situation presents itself, then I do that. If you have a child, if you have a son or a daughter who may be battling uh, this desire for same-sex relationships, you still show love. That's still your kid, man. You still show love to that, that child. I don't care if that child in, is, you know, a teenager or in their forties. That's still your child. But the you know, fact of the matter is you need to try to lovingly explain to them the things of God's word. You need to try to lovingly explain the things that uh, that God uh, desires for them and what Jesus Christ done on the cross. Remember, you can't change anybody, whether it's gay or straight. You can't change anybody. All we can do is point people to the cross, explain the things of Jesus Christ to them, and then God can make that transformation. That's when we become a, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Only Jesus Christ can make that transformation for to redeem us, to sanctify us, uh, to reconcile us between us and God. God will get them there, you know. But we, first we've got to show them that direction. And remember, we may be the only Bible some people ever read. If we're out there wagging our fingers and screaming at people and showing uh, hate, then what's the desire to come to know Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior? We can show love without compromise. We can show love without uh, condoning a sinful act. And I think people have a hard time with that. I think they think in order to show love, they have to show uh, to accept uh, that behavior, and, and that's not the way it goes. And uh, tolerance, you know, we don't tolerate sin. You know, people want to scream tolerance, but they only want to tol want tolerance in regards to what they want to do. We don't tolerate sin as Christians. God abhors sins. He hates sin. His judgment will be given. His wrath will be given. People won't want to talk about that, but it's going to happen. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to satisfy uh, that judgment uh, that uh, must be given. And so uh, to, to satisfy the wrath that we deserve, you know, even non-Christians want to say, well, I wish... Uh, they would get what they deserve, or you know, if they got what people got what they deserved without Jesus Christ, you deserve hell. That's what that's what you deserve. But with Jesus Christ, He came to satisfy God's judgment, and if we give our lives over to Him, we get to spend that eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. So, my friends, you know, whether if there's an action, uh, if there's something immoral, if there's something wrong, or something contrary to the Word of God, I don't care if it's a heterosexual sexual sin. I don't care if it is a uh, homosexual sin, if it's contrary to the word of God, you know, if, if we, you know, we need to, if we have an opportunity to talk to that individual, we need to explain to them what God's word says uh, about those uh, situations. Uh, if not, then pray, pray over that individual, pray hard that God will touch their hearts and minds before it's too late. Pray hard uh, that Jesus Christ will, uh, uh, will open their eyes. Holy Spirit will touch them before it's too late. Uh, that's all we can do and pray that it happens. And uh, but again, showing Christian charity, showing that love uh, without condoning, without compromise, and without accepting an abhorrence in God's eyes. And uh, that's one thing I think a lot of Christians struggle in. And those in the world want to shut us down with John 8, as we were reading here uh, this morning. And, uh, and, and, the, and as, you know, John 7, 24 tells us uh, that we are to judge, but you know, make sure that we are doing it in a righteous and a godly manner not out of selfish pride, uh, because we will be judged by the same way that we are judged. So keep that in mind. And so we, it, it, God's word tells us to judge, 
And we got to do it righteously. So just want to throw that out there. A lot going on in the world right now. Uh, there's an affront on our uh, convictions as Christians and on the Bible. It's only going to get worse. And so that's why my brothers and sisters, Christ Jesus, we've got to continue uh, to uh, to fight the good fight and be that light in the world of darkness. Had a couple of comments here before we close in prayer. Uh, Talena says, please pray for my mom. She's in the hospital in critical condition. Sorry, uh, Talena, we'll definitely be praying. Uh, Mildred uh, says, uh, there's a new flag out. It looks like an American flag. But in the middle, it has a blue and red blue line for police and red for EMS. It's not much, but it's something to let police know. Some people are, are for them. You can order for $7.99. Thank you, Mildred. I appreciate that and hope you have a great day as well. At this time, my friends, let us bow our heads and let us uh, have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much uh, for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord, thank you for your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. Lord, help us as Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, that uh, we are in a war. We are in a battle. We need to be prepared daily for that battle. Lord, help us to be that light in the world of darkness. Uh, Lord, let us show uh, that same uh, agape love that you show us. Let us show that same mercy and forgiveness as you show us. Lord, let us judge with a righteous judgment. Uh, Lord, let us uh, be uh, show others, point them to the cross, point them to you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to have the discernment and the understanding in order to talk to people in the right way about your love and what you have come to do for us. Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and watch over, protect us this day. Lord, be with our nation. Touch the hearts and minds before it's too late. Bring peace and healing upon our land. And Lord, as I pray every morning, I pray, Lord, that you will let our police officers know that they are truly loved, they are needed, and they are appreciated. And Lord, I pray that you be with uh, Talena's mother. And uh, Lord, I pray that you bring healing upon her. And uh, Lord, you know the situation and what's going on. That you'll guide the doctors to bring her to full and complete health. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with our sister in Christ, Wendy Lee and Kim Penix. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll be with uh, Mr. Roger Winters. I pray that uh, you'll be with Ron and Thelma Thompson and uh, uh, Ginger Hood and, Ron, and uh, uh, Linda Feathers. And uh, Lord, I pray with so many uh, the unspoken concerns uh, that you know the hearts and minds your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, I just pray that you with our present, give him protection and wisdom and understanding during these difficult times. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and protect us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. My friends, I appreciate each one of you all for watching this morning and uh, really do. Missy, thank you for that help. I really appreciate that. I promise you, I had John 7, 24 in my head and I looked and I thought, well, that ain't right because I didn't know I was looking at chapter eight like a dummy. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe it was 124. And I thought, well, that ain't right. So I thought, well, I know it's in John. So i tell you what, that stuff happens, but I appreciate that, uh, you doing that for me. Uh, don't forget, if you want to uh, share these devotions on social media, you can find me here at Dr. Young 77 If you friends or family don't do social media, they can always uh, find me on 
YouTube at Dr. Matthias Shug or on our church website. They can find me there. And uh, also, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Dr. Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. You can listen to all the sermons, all of our uh, devotions and uh, podcast, uh, audio only, no video, but uh, that way you can listen to it as you're working, going out about your day. Hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. Thank you.